0: Don't know about you, Jamie, but I've been concerned with EMFs for over a decade now, and I finally found Soma Vedic, a company that does something about them. And EMFs are what exactly? Electric and magnetic fields, often referred to as radiation. This includes Wi-Fi, wireless devices, 3G, 4G, and 5G. Hmm.
1: So basically, EMFs are
0: everywhere. Yep. And studies show that they can affect sleep, Fertility, brain function, cardiac stress, immunity, and more. Yikes. Thank goodness
1: for Soma Vedic. Sounds like we all need their frequency therapy devices that protect cells against EMF's harmful
0: effects. Definitely. Studies show that Soma Vedic models lower free radicals and improve cellular regeneration, heart rate variability, and blood pressure. So many benefits. And I love that Soma Vedic devices are made of hand blown crystal
1: glass. It makes me feel all zen and one with the universe, just thinking about how these small but mighty devices harness the power of precious stones and minerals to clear my ambient environment. Did you know that
0: some models even structure water? I'm obsessed. And you listeners should be too. Head over to somavedic.com and use code OTG10 for 10% off all purchases.
2: Because the big thing about hormones is that it's not just limited to our reproductive health, which everyone thinks, it's hormones are connected to our mental health, they're connected to how we think, they're connected to like our energy levels, you know, how we present ourselves in a relationship.
0: Welcome to an all new season of Off The Gram, the show where we bring you straight into the trenches with us to help you live your best life Channel your inner girl boss and navigate the ever-changing. Oh my god! I'm so tired. Roll with that.
1: Oh wait, can we just keep going? Because Heidi, you are so oh tired because you had a big weekend. So can I pick so up your you. slack? Yes. Navigate the ever-changing landscape <laughs> of wellness and social media, and we are tired, oh Heidi. It was a big weekend for both of us, am I right?
0: It was such a big weekend and I cannot, and I just like wish I had like, well, first of all, I wish I was with you. But second, like our things were two separate weekends. Yes. But second of all, like, tell me about your epic weekend, please.
1: Well, I will, but can I first say that you look so adorable and you look like <laughs> a baseball mom. So my <laughs> Mason team started playing baseball and he's on a team called, I think they're actually, oh, they're called the Red Wings, but they wear red caps. And I'm like kind of coveting your like cute mom, like, I'm a tired mom uniform right now, which I'm wearing the cutest like zip up hoodie and then like a little red baseball cap, which is like what Mason's team wears. And you just look so cute. And like, (laughs) you know, I've been in pajamas for like 48 hours since I got home from my event Mm -hmm. and I feel like I'm in rest and recovery mode. So I'll tell you about what I did first and then we'll go into yours because we both had really big weekends. Mm -hmm. Well, anyone who follows me on social media at NYC NYCFitFam probably knows, because I've been sharing about it ad nauseum for like six months, that I hosted a retreat this weekend. It was called the Reset Retreat, and it was in Orlando, Florida, actually in an area called Lake Nona, which is... Heidi, did I tell you about this area? Briefly, but I want to hear more. It's like, it was nothing, like nothing I'd ever experienced. I went down to check it out in November when I was planning the retreat and I was like, what is this place? It's like friggin' like Narnia for like health and wellness fanatics. It's, they call it the Silicon Valley of the Southeast, but for health. So it's super tech forward. Like there's, okay, I'll give you an example. There's autonomous shuttles that drive people around everywhere. That means there's no driver.
0: And they're not on tracks.
1: No. (gasps) Which... Low key terrifies me. I did not actually get in one. I'm gonna be honest. I actually rented actual shuttles with drivers for my retreat guests. Cause I was like, you know, I don't know. I've been watching all the news with the Teslas and the, the crashing, and nah, we're not, it's not going down like that. But cool for them that they have it. Yeah. I think it's super cool. And so the whole place is like based around um, like it's it's this whole little magical hub of health startup co-working spaces, research hospitals, like University of, I guess it's University of Orlando or whatever, has like, their like, you know, research, uh, Nemours, you know, all these different hospitals and health centers and health tech startups. And they're all doing all this research and cool stuff down there. So they're in this area. Also, a lot of pro athletes live there, like golfers and tennis players. It's a very like, you know how Florida has these like manufactured areas that are like, kind of like Vegas, like they're stunningly beautiful with like lakes and beautiful new housing. And you're like, what is this? It's just sprouted up out of nowhere, but it's (laughs) hella cool. Uh So this retreat I was doing was with a guy named Dr. Don Wood, who's an expert in clearing trauma. He has a place called the Inspired Performance Institute. So I linked up with him then I had two other women who decided to kind of join the fun, Ann Malam and Nikki Sharp. And the four of us led this like badass weekend with about 12 women and men. Actually, I had women and men. We stayed at the Lake Nona Wave Hotel, which is like, okay, speaking of tech forward, the toilets in this hotel are smarter than I am. They're <laughs> you know, Literally. Like you walk into the bathroom and the toilet seat goes up before you touch anything Then it heats up and it sprays a little like deodorant in the, like, like a little like fragrance. It like, just in case you have to like go number two. I'm like, okay. Okay. Presumptuous. (laughs) Black. But anyway, the hotel was amazing, and the retreat was amazing, and it was four days of it good. It felt like a good balance. This is what I liked for the walk. Walking away from it, this is what I felt. I was really happy because it felt like I hit that sweet spot between people did the really hard work. They showed up for themselves. They cleared trauma. They did personal development work. They found confidence. They did the big ask the stuff that I teach. But they also had fun. We did a fitness class with all of these local influencers that came. I had girls from the WWE, dude. Like, That's so I,
0: cool.
1: I never even remember that that was a job. Like these girls <sighs> are being actors, slash, athletes, slash badass, like ring girls. It was just so cool. And then we also did Ariel Yoga, which is have you done that, Heidi? Yeah. I mean, it's a gimmick. I'm going I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. It's a gimmick.
0: I so I have to say when I tried it like I'm not the best person to talk to you about it because I'm just showing the other side. of it. When I tried it, I was super thin, and I just had like bruises from the okay. silk because yeah, it just. So let me let me let me put it this way: people love I it. Like though. the reason I liked that
1: activity was because we belly laughed yes. at ourselves, yeah, and we didn't take it so seriously. Most of us couldn't get into most of the positions, but it was just a reminder to belly laugh together as a group. And I think there's something so special about IRL events and that's why I did this. And I'm just feeling really on a high and on cloud nine about it and really proud of myself for putting it together with my little team, my small but mighty team and really proud of all the participants who came and showed up and just had a great time. And it was like Florida sunshine and it was fun. So speaking of in, in real life events, Heidi, can we just segue to you, you did something massive this weekend.
0: did, I did and I just want to say I am so proud of you and also just add not about you specifically but like I am not against aerial yoga. I know lots and lots and lots of people love it so I don't want to seem like I am not for it. I am, oh, you know, totally. me. I'm for anything oh, that people absolutely. love. So absolutely. and I am so proud of you and what a Herculean effort and what magic. Jamie always pulls off the most incredible events you guys listening like she is magic the things that she pulls off and the events she creates and the experiences she creates are just unparalleled and magical so i'm so happy for you i'm so happy for everyone who got to experience your retreat and uh can't wait to hear about the next one thanks mama of course so yeah the reason that i couldn't be on your retreat this weekend is because as we spoke about in one of our past episodes i was performing for the first time in well over a decade um in the 35th anniversary benefit of Crystal Theater in Norwalk, Connecticut, which is the theater company that I grew up in. And the entire benefit was alumni of Crystal Theater. Now there are Tony nominated actors in that crew. Like it is not a, you know, an inexperienced crew. The people that I got to work with were just mind-blowing coming together with this group of people who all shared such a love for this theater because it meant so much to each of us. You know, there were some scholarships given out at the beginning of the night and listening to everybody have their experience and how it changed their lives and sculpted their youth and just how much it meant to everybody was just so magical. And then to be a part of the actual performance. And I know I mentioned this I touched on this Jane, but and I'm I just cry just like thinking about it. It was so much work to put the rehearsals in, but every moment of that work was so much fun. But then I walked out on stage with my three little cohorts that we did all of our scenes together, and the entire audience erupted into applause. I have literally seen this happen maybe two times in my entire life to like mega Broadway stars, like mega Broadway stars so what that meant to me was every single person in that audience was cheering us on there and by the way it didn't happen for other people in the show not to like take anything away from anybody else but it was just such a moment of like never in my life did i think that i would elicit applause for walking into a room <laughs> you know it's not like i think i deserve it or anything but like it just was such a magical like oh, my God, these people are here for us. They are cheering for us. They are rooting for us. And what a community to be a part of. And then the audience just couldn't have possibly been more with us for the entire show, laughing at every little thing, applauding for everything, cheering for everything. And just like they were just in it and they were there for us. And, you know, to be able to be part of an event that raised, so much for the theater company that meant so much to me as a child and still does is just what an honor, man. The woman who runs it, Cheryl Kemeny, she thought she was retiring in COVID and then everything, you know, fell through because no one could use the theater and all of those things. And I don't know the particulars of it. I just know those are like the broad strokes. And so she's back and she's reviving it and she's getting it up and running again. So to be able to be a part of an event that could, you know, help that trajectory, it just meant so much. And then it was so weird because it was like one performance and done. The last show that I did ran for two years and it kept running, but I was like, I'm done after two years of performing the same show every single day. So it was like all this practice for yeah. that one night. Is, yeah. How, how often were you practicing? I mean, more than I thought I was going to. <laughs> yeah. Full disclosure. The last, the last two weeks were like every night. So, wow. yeah. That's
1: it, a lot of, as a mom of three. It was.
0: And, you know, Alex, my husband's job changed right at that moment. And he was out of town. And it was, it was just a lot. Um, but a wow. lot of people flew in for this performance. So right. they flew in for those last two weeks of rehearsals. Or they, you know, so it was a lot. It was just such a testament to the amount of love that goes into this theater. And just how, how much that if one person has a mission, she can change the lives of so many as this woman did. And just like watching so many people come to be a part of this was magical. To be able to be a part of it was magical. And it's funny backstage, everybody was, there was a lot of people doing like the, oh my God, I'm so nervous, I'm so nervous, I'm so nervous. And I'm like, I'm so fortunate that I am in this, like a lot of them are professional actors at the moment, right? So like, this is like high stakes for them. Not that it wasn't high stakes for me because I wanted to do everything in my power to make it great for Cheryl and for Crystal Theater. But, and I'm like, this is about having fun. Yeah. Like, I'm going to go out there. Oh my God, I forgot to tell you the best part. The entire show, every time I was on stage, my five-year-old James was sitting there with the biggest grin on his face, waving like a loon the entire time to the point where like in my first song, I tried to wave back as part of a dance move, and I almost fell on my face.
1: Oh, my God. That's so, <laughs> and like, if oh. you guys have ever seen pictures of her little one, I mean, he's like cherubic.
0: He just, he he's never so stopped cool. waving. Never. Not the entire time. It was, and it was so late for them. So anyway, it was a magical, magical weekend, and I feel, yeah. Well, Heidi, that's amazing, and it—you know—it
1: also sounds very reminiscent. I have um, a place that I went growing up called Pony Farm, yeah. and it was the camp, the summer camp that I went to my entire life. I went back there as a teenager, as a troubled teenager. It was always my safe place to fall. Yeah, I would go back and be like a junior counselor when everything else in my life was falling apart. I could go back there and get a little get a re- some rest. That's fit.
0: that's exactly what everybody said about Crystal Theater in their speeches. It was their
1: safe yep. space. Safe. Base. And actually, when I came out of rehab, and I've shared this story before in my 20s, and I just wasn't ready to go back to New York City, I I called Pony Farm and I said, guys, like, this is the deal. Like, I, I'm in treatment. And they were like, do you want to come here? Literally just say the word. And I was like, yeah. And I went, th- I went straight from treatment to there and worked there for three months in the summer because I was like, I just need to be on the farm, you know? Yeah. And funny, Heidi, this weekend... When we were doing our deep trauma work and he was, um, Dr. Wood was teaching us how to anchor with some symbol symbolism kind Mm -hmm. of in our mind to go to like essentially a happy place. And he asked us to pinpoint um, this place in nature and take ourselves there in our mind and a symbol. And the place in my mind, the most safe space in nature I could think of was like the barnyard area at Pony Farm. And my symbol was like the gate, uh, the barnyard gate because that is truly my anchor. And it sounds like this is what, that's what it was like for you.
0: Yes. A hundred million percent, such a safe place, such an anchor. And it it just, it was the first place where I felt like somebody believed in me and they really believed in me and fostered a talent, you know? That's so sweet. I hope for everyone's sake out there that you have some place like that.
1: And if you do take a second, take a deep breath and just go back there in your mind. Because it's, it's special. It's special to have those places that mean so much to us, you know?
0: Yeah. It's they are you have to hold on tight to those memories and yeah have that. I love that that term anchor, because it's yeah. truly what it can be. Well, I'm so glad we both
1: got to revisit these special or visit these special moments, make memories, do special things this weekend. That's what life is all about is taking risks and doing yeah. things that are that, you know, doing doing things scared. Yeah. Even if things are hard, doing them anyway. And that's what it's all about. Well, I wanted to shift gears a little, Heidi, because I know that we have a really uh, impressive and exciting guest on today, Mm -hmm. but I wanted to share with our audience how we decided to book this particular guest. So I'm going to get into all of her accolades in just a moment. She is a board certified physician in integrative medicine, but she's so much more than that. I mean, she is like Gwyneth Paltrow, goop approved. I mean, she is a absolute badass, best-selling author, incredible personality in the wellness and health space and in women's health specifically. So when I was taking a look at her and thinking, wow, I'd love to have her on the show, what would we want to most talk about? I looked at Heidi and immediately I was like, oh my God, can we talk about bad periods? <laughs> and yeah, Heidi's like, yeah, girl. And I was yeah. like, heck yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's go in. Because here's what happened to me. So I had like, well, Heidi, you, when you were growing up or, th- or throughout your whole life, have you always had like PMS or what is your what is your cycle been like?
0: When I was like in high school, I would miss a couple days of school every cycle because wow. I would get a fever. I, like, I couldn't get out of bed. It was awful to the point where I was taken to the doctor and put on... Um, birth control, super young because it was just and and once I was like I could manage life when every month and it because there's no reason to miss a day or two of life right every month you know absolutely like sure well, slow I've down never... respect your body yada yada however
1: <laughs> right. Which, you know, it's funny because like that's part of, you know, I work very closely with MyDoll and I mm-hmm. love MyDoll and they have this campaign that's kind of like, you know, no excuses, period, which mm-hmm. is so great. And it's like women should be able to just own the fact that they feel like shit yeah. and not have to always power through. And I I get that. I dig that. But also sometimes it's not possible. Yeah. And, and it can make it really hard it can make life really hard um but i also love the idea of of owning you know owning your truth and listening to your body yeah. all of that is true i never had a problem with it i never had pms so i am one of those obnoxiously lucky people my whole life growing up i just never had really bad periods yeah. I, you know cramps little cramps yeah. here and there but whatever then i had babies then I had babies. And like, I don't know if this happened to you, Heidi, but the first night in the hospital after I first had Mason, mm-hmm. my first child, did you have like terrible cold sweats? Oh, yeah. As your hormones yeah. were, yeah, re-regulating?
0: I actually, after James, I thought I was dying. Yes. Like I, cause my temperature just, I was, yeah. I, there was the sweat part, but then there was the part where I was so frozen, like to my bones yes. that I thought I was dying. Yes. That's what I felt like. And like, that's why I say
1: everyone asks you about the labor. How was the labor? How was the delivery? Oh, how was it? The delivery is not the hard part, especially if you get an epidural. Like that was not the hard part. The hard part is the couple of days after. Like that is that is when you go through it and no one tells you <laughs> about that. So like I experienced that cold sweat, like intense, like just... Body shaking, yes. awful feeling. You wake up every hour just drenched in a cold sweat, can't get comfortable, had to like rip off my clothes because they were soaking wet and freezing cold and put on a new robe every hour. That was my first time experiencing that, really, was like in that hospital. And ever since I had baby number one, I've had some variation of that experience just about every month when I get my period. <sighs> and it got even worse after Asher. So I, and, and terrible like cramps and a very heavy period. And I only mentioned that not to be gross, but just to say like, it affects my... I'm lethargic. I have low iron. I I have a very hard time when I'm on my period. I started sharing about it on my Instagram on NYC Fit Fam and people... It's one of those things where you know you struck a chord when. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like when I started sharing about my eczema journey. All of a sudden I had like 100 DMs of people being like sharing their stories. And some of them were like, oh my God, I had Turns out I had PCOS, turns out I had this, yeah. I had that. Like, you know, people had real issues. I don't know if I have any of those issues or if it's just like my body didn't re-regulate itself. I actually have no idea. So I thought, what better person to ask yeah. than Dr. Taz? So Heidi, should I give the big intro now or do you have anything else to say on bad periods? Do you want to overshare like I did?
0: <laughs> you know, that's not my nature, but, you can, if you want, but, you can but because it I do think it helps other women... Yes. I will say that, like, after I got put on birth control, I was totally cool. It's a cucumber. Everything was fine. Like, of course, it's annoying, but, like, whatever. And I was actually on Seasonique Forever, which is uh-huh. the one where you only get your period once every, like, quarter.
1: That sounds amazing, by the way.
0: It was. It was blissful. And I was an actress. So it worked out really well because there's nothing like having your period and wearing a white costume on set. No, oh, thank you. Right. Um, no. <laughs> they're not even your clothes, you know? So... um and sometimes they give you underwear, too, and you're like, right.
1: Because <laughs> no. they
0: don't want to see panty lines. So right, like, right, right, of there's There's specific brands that sets have that they give actresses that wear clothes that you might see a panty line. That makes sense. Yeah. So anyway, I was great. And then when Alex and I decided that we were ready to have children and I went off the birth, I mean, like I literally was like, no, we're waiting until after I teach this retreat because I don't want to get pregnant on a retreat. Like as if I could get pregnant the second I went off birth control bill, which was so delusional. So I go off birth control. I never get my period. I don't. And so then I start as, you know people may or may not know, I started a fertility journal journey, I was working with nutritionists, two of them. I was working with a fertility doctor. I was on loads and loads and loads of hormones to try to just get back my period. And I never got it back properly. Like they would, you know, trigger a cycle, which anyone who's done fertility understands, but it's just, they give you a certain amount of hormones, which forces your body to have a cycle. It's not naturally occurring. And then I got pregnant with the twins. And then I had my period precisely one time. And then I was pregnant, right? <laughs> so I and then I nursed James for ever because of his awful hip dysplasia journey and all the surgeries and body casts. Right. So I didn't have my period for so many years of my life. Yeah. And it was quite frankly, pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, I I, I
1: feel you. (laughs) I didn't have my period for two years with each baby. Like the one year of pregnancy Mm -hmm. and then the one year after.
0: Yeah. And so then, you know, it's only been like in the last like year or so, they have been crippling, like just crippling. And like to the point where... One of my best, best, best friends from Cornell is now a high-risk pregnancy doctor, and I called her, and I was like, am I dying? She's like, oh, you need to go to the doctor. And I was like, oh, really? I didn't really mean it. (laughs) I was kind of hoping you could be like, hey, you're fine. Yeah. Because I was, like, getting cramps after the cycle, and that is a red flag for uterine cancer. Yeah. So it needed to be checked out. I'm fine. So – but, like, yeah, it's been terrible. Ever – it's been – ever since i stopped like i would say after like a i would say like a year after i stopped nursing james things started to get like not great and they just got worse and worse and worse so i am really looking forward to hearing what our amazing guest today has to say so do you want to talk about her
1: Yeah. Why don't I tell y'all all all about her? So Dr. Taz MD is a board certified physician in integrative medicine, holistic medicine, and pediatrics, as well as a licensed acupuncturist and certified nutritionist. Her journey towards becoming the champion of super women worldwide began during her own personal health challenges as a medical resident in her 20s and a healthcare system that didn't make her feel better. She turned to Eastern medical wisdom, including Chinese medicine, acupuncture, Ayurveda, and integrative medicine with Dr. Andrew Weil to heal herself. experience led her to open Center Spring MD, a nationally recognized medical and wellness practice focused on health transformation, where she and her team help women uncover their own superpowers. Dr. Taz is also a prominent media figure, having served as a medical expert for CNN Headline News, a Dr. Oz Share Care expert, a columnist and contributing editor for Prevention Magazine, and segments on The Today Show, Live with Kelly and Ryan, and eventually the premiere of her own PBS special, Superwoman RX with Dr. Taz. She's the host of the popular podcast called Superwoman Wellness, a TEDx speaker, and a best-selling author of the books What Doctors Eat, The 21 Day Belly Fix and superwoman rx listen to this show if
0: you're navigating perimenopause or experiencing hormonal changes after having kids and want practical tips and holistic approaches to manage your symptoms you've had crazy stories of heavy bleeding pain cold sweating or other menstrual issues and you're seeking answers and validation that you're not alone or you're a fan of Gwyneth Paltrow's goop and want to hear from Dr. Taz, a trusted expert in integrative medicine who has been featured on the podcast as she shares empowering insights on women's health and wellness during this phase of life. Heidi here. We have not done a Sweat This in a minute, have we, Jane?
1: We have not. And for all of our loyal listeners who may remember what Sweat This is, or for if you're new here and you have no idea what we're talking about, Sweat This is a segment that we started early on in the podcast where we could just talk about a product or a service or a brand or an Instagram account or anything that we're sweating this week. Something that we really love that's making a difference in our lives. So we have a good one today because it's a product that we both have, but Heidi started sweating it first and then turned me onto it. So Heidi, First, tell me about the problem that led you to want to investigate this.
0: No prop, because I love talking about this. (laughs) So listen, you and I have been talking a lot about EMF, cell phone radiation, and all the things that we can't see that could be harming us over the past few years. And it's no secret that I'm into doing anything I can to prevent cancer, autoimmune conditions, and similar things because like when you can't see something, it feels so intangible and nobody knows what you're talking about. And it's just like when I first heard about EMFs and how prevalent they were, they blew my mind. And I instantly like was online buying the cell phone blocker. So I wasn't getting the, you know, harmful radiation from my cell phone, like a special case for it. And, you know, I started turning my phone to airplane mode anytime I was at home or any else there was Wi-Fi And but my biggest issue with EMFs is that every time I talk about them, I truly feel like I should be wearing a tinfoil hat. I mean, I seriously, like I feel like people look at me like I have nine heads and I'm spouting some like banana super far out there conspiracy, which to be honest, is ex- I personally believe that's the way that phone and media companies like it. So I love getting solid facts about the unseen and I love a solution like today's sweat this, which is Soma Vedic. Somavedic is a device that I learned about in all of my EMF research that actually protects the body's cells against EMF's effects. So listen, I know that you think I'm a little crazy and over the top on this issue, and that's totally fine. I have made peace with who I am. I'm good. But you're crazy by the way. So
1: (laughs) I know know what I don't know, and I don't know a ton about this. But what so here's I think maybe part of the problem also with the EMF thing. Sometimes, like I always say consider the source. And the couple of times that the EMF like data was presented to me, it was by people who basically were wearing tinfoil hats. (laughs) And so it was come it came with like a swath of other things. And they were like, and chemtrails and the government's going to come to your door. And, and I was like, are they though? I don't know. So like, I kind of put that on a shelf with other things that felt conspiratorial to me. But then I had my terrible bout with eczema mm. and I had so many, I mean, literally Heidi, and you know this, when I had eczema, Uh, It was, I've never had a more vocal audience on Instagram as when I went through my eczema journey, hundreds and hundreds of hundreds of DMs from people who had been through the same thing, suggesting all sorts of different answers. And a lot of people were saying like, have you checked out, like, is there a 5G tower by you? What about EMF? Like frequencies. And I was like, what are y'all talking about? Mm -hmm. And I was like, who, who knows? Maybe there's something to this. So I did start researching and found it fascinating. Now, did I do anything more about it? No. No. But Heidi, I understand why you did. I think I just kind of was like, huh, weird. That sounds kind of scary. And then went on with my day. That was how, like how I responded. Yeah, to there's
0: just like too much cancer in my life. Like yeah. with so many loved ones, it has impacted my life in so many levels. I I have to look for root causes. Yep. And it's just, there's just, it's just too prevalent. And and that's how EMF came up for me. And we've actually interviewed a bunch of people. and who have mentioned it. And one of our guests is a person who was the one who suggested turning the phone to airplane the second that you're in Wi-Fi. And I was like, oh, that's such a simple, easy thing to do. Every time I walk in my house, airplane mode, and it goes to Wi-Fi. You know, and it's just that much less 5G radiation. It does seem simple. But then at the
1: same time, I think about how many waves, frequency waves are just flying around our head at any given time. And I'm like, whoa, does that even help? So enter soma vedic so heidi like told me she was like i have this thing i don't know if you're gonna think i'm nuts but i really (laughs) like it and i kind of want to like turn you onto it and i was like all right lay it on me (laughs) so i got a soma vedic and so what it looks like is this like beautiful little glowing orb that i have mine next to my bed and it lights up green but there's different models of it so mine happens to be green and it's the vedic that glows it's the vedic model Mm -hmm. yep and it's really pretty but it's like this really like beautiful like blown glass like orb and it's got technology and precious gems and metals in it which we're going to learn a little more about in just a minute but apparently it blocks the emf all the bad frequencies it helps harmonize your it EMF. doesn't block them okay so it what does neutralizes it neutralizes do? the effects of them okay neutralizes it that makes more sense it it's protects
0: against the effects up to like 100 the- feet Right, so like if you if do you're... like a three sixty. I think it can be up to like twenty eight hundred square feet. Oh, geez. Yeah, no, it's it's depending on the size of your house. Like that's a pretty big chunk of it, and it can go through walls, through floors. So it's a pretty substantial protection. Yeah.
1: Well. It seems pretty cool to me. And I like having mine. I do know that, like, I was reading all the testimonials on their website. People are like, increased energy, like, better, better, sleep, better sleep, better dreams. Like, my my mood went up. Like, yeah, so it seems like it's working for people. I'm liking mine so far. We're going to give you all a code. If you would like a discount on a Soma Vedic for yourself, You're going to visit their website. It's called somavedic.com, which is S-O-M-A-V-E-D-I-C.com. You can use our code OTG10 for 10% off. But Heidi, we went them one better, didn't we, today? Who are we bringing on?
0: We sure did. I am so excited because this is all so unknown and so it feels very woo-woo and tinfoil. (laughs) Heidi, I decided to go straight to the source and we are bringing on the CEO of Somavedic. Thrilled today to get to chat with the man behind Soma Vedic, Uri Kochar is an endless optimist with a passion to build and grow projects with meaning. Now the CEO of Soma Vedic Technologies Incorporated, Uri joined the company after his own life-changing experience with a Soma Vedic device. He became CEO in 2019 and has been instrumental in developing the brand's strategy for expanding into the US market. He's a serial entrepreneur and biohacker and sees Soma Vedic as an opportunity to bring healing and harmony into the world.
1: All right. So Jamie here. So the technical description is that Soma Vedic produces functional and broadly accessible frequency therapy devices that harmonize the negative effects of EMFs. But I'll be honest, I was like, um, what exactly does that mean? <laughs> so luckily we have Yorai here today to really help people like me and maybe you out there Understand it. So put simply, Soma Vedic helps people in office and home environments to have more energy, mental clarity, and focus
0: during the day. And I can't wait to learn more about how that works. So notice Jamie didn't include Heidi in that because I am obsessed with this and have been for probably over a decade. So I was so excited to learn about Soma Vedic. And Uri, I am so excited to hear from you. Thank you so much for being with us today. And thank you, of course, for bringing Soma Vedic to life and helping all of those who are lucky enough to have one of your devices to live healthier lives. So I would love to know a little bit about what led you to create Somovedic, what your background is, what was the need?
3: Sure, sure. So, so, so first of all, uh, thank you for having me. Uh, it, it's a pleasure, you know, it's a, it's my passion to talk about uh, what, what we are doing and why we are doing it. My journey with Somovedic I'm the CEO, but I'm not the inventor of Somovedic. The inventor or dear friend of mine, Ivan, invented it in 2010. And it was created, you know, out of need, out of necessity, because he was struggling with his health. Uh, You know, doctors were not able to, to help him. And he found out that some of the, you know, like uh, the the health problems that that he is experiencing come from, uh, like, uh, you know, the sources like EMF, uh, EMF, so electromagnetic frequencies and, and geopathic zones, and he started to study like Chinese and Ayurvedic medicine and different different uh, healing modalities of precious stones and minerals, and eventually he was able to heal himself after that he tried that he was experimenting you know helping his his family and friends and that worked as well and uh, i have to say that he's no like a no no doctor or anything like that he's a mathematician an it guy similar like me but you know after after he saw the the benefits and the results of whatever he learned he decided to put the knowledge and experience together uh, and create like like a device product that people could buy that it can be distributed that could help much uh, much more people than than just like one on one sessions. So again, you know, it was uh, created out of out of necessity out out of his necess- necessity, and then you know in. 2019, I joined uh, the Somovedic and was responsible for the US expansion. But but I have a very similar story why I've done that. Because I was also struggling with with my health uh, and uh, found out that I had to really change the diet, change the environment. And then when I first stumbled upon Somovedic in my friend's house, I you know I immediately had this like urge this calling like this is amazing this is this is what I would like to do because I had to go through my own like uh healing transformation and since then I had this urge to help other people when I stumbled upon some of Vedic this was this was it the connection was was there and I said like yeah this is this is amazing this is how I would like to help the world and help uh, other other people to bring more harmonious frequencies into into the their environment.
1: So I need to ask a little bit about that because I'm like, okay, so what does that mean? I want to understand, I'm going to kind of like merge two questions uh, if that's okay with you, Heidi, because I know that like you probably get this more than me. I'm like, okay, let's back up. What are EMFs? like, what does that stand for? Why are they bad for us? Like, where do they come from? And then could you kind of like dovetail that into a little bit of how somavedic Vedic works? I understand there's precious stones in it. I understand it's a beautiful orb looking thing that I plugged in on my nightstand. And- Made of hand-blown crystal. <laughs> yes. It seems like a gorgeous device. Even my kids were like, mom, that's pretty. What does it do? And I'm like, I'm talking to the to the CEO soon and then I'll tell you. So kind <laughs> bring me up to speed like what is this soma vedic protecting me against and how
3: what are emfs uh, emfs stands for electromagnetic frequencies and they are in our in environment since the invention of electricity more than 100 years ago so exponential growth of emfs in our uh, environment came with with the cell phone invention you know and with the uh, wireless Basically, wireless things that uh, that are around us. So, EMFs are these uh, invisible frequencies or waves that devices communicate with each other. You know, so that that's how we can now communicate. And uh, uh, I don't have, uh, you know, I'm I'm a tech guy. I I love technology, but you know, there needs to be certain the safety basically standard needs needs definitely to be improved. So. The the majority of uh, EMFs uh, EMF exposure from uh, in from our environment, as, as I mentioned, comes from uh, like cell phones, Wi-Fi routers, you know, like laptops, Bluetooth devices, especially like a keyboard, mouse, or or the the headset, you know, like the the AirPods, the yeah. AirPods that
1: I have in my ears all day every day. Are you saying? they're killing me possibly well, or so this is happening? why
0: i started looking into emfs over a decade ago because i lost the man who raised me my stepfather to brain cancer and he had been wearing a bluetooth earpiece and like i'm like it's right next to his brain like there has to be some kind of like he was totally fine and then all of a sudden he was wearing this 24 7 he had brain cancer and he died like
3: I can say that, that when you will be wearing like, like AirPods or, or wireless headphones that, that you'll get brain cancer and, and die. But the data shows, and there are like thousands of peer-reviewed studies showing that the adverse effects of uh, EMFs uh, on, uh, on our cells, on the cell regeneration, on the effects of brain waves, the effects on plants, the effects on, on animals... On, of course, like small children or or fetuses. So so the data is there. uh, But the reason why it's not in the mainstream is because so many things would need to change and it would require vast amounts of, uh, you know, investments and uh, potentially like lawsuits if they would admit that this is something. So... So the the money and lobby is behind, you know, that if people, you know, search uh, enough the internet, they will find uh, enough evidence.
0: So what about like, you know, I always, this is Heidi speaking. I always hear about like cancer clusters and there's like this one private school in New York City that's famous tragically for having so many cases of cancer at this one school between the students. And the teachers, it was like this sharp uptick after a cell tower went in. So what you you say, like the data is there, the studies are there, but like, what are the actual effects of EMFs on humans?
3: So the most cited like study is the one that is talking about uh, VGCCs, voltage gate calcium channels that...
0: <laughs> That's a big, big term. <laughs>
3: Yes, on on the high level, basically what the EMF uh, causes uh, uh, on the cell is that the gates, voltage gate, calcium channels open, they open up and let calcium into the cell, which is not uh, desirable. And this basically leads to higher levels of free radicals so that means uh, you know oxidative stress that means speeding up the the process of cell aging but it also affecting you know the dna and and uh, and, and all of that so the this is uh, one of the you know like most quoted cited like like studies that is describing it uh, what's going on on the on the biological level uh with the cells
1: So I understand that if you plug in your Soma Vedic and have like your nightly glass of water next to it or a pitcher of water, then it also, does it replace a filter? Does it harmonize the water? How does it harmonize the water? What does it do to your water and why would it be better to drink water that was placed next to a Soma Vedic?
3: Getting back to what Somovetic is and or why why is it unique is that, yes, there are like various precious stones and minerals, but at the same time, there is our like frequency therapy technology that works together. So it's like the, this merger of uh, Eastern approach to wellness to, with Western technology. What we do, we amplify the, the the frequencies and properties of these of these uh, like gemstones and we create this harmonious field around the somovedic where on a cellular level the the body or the cells Don't respond to the external stressors as EMFs, for example, as much. So the body has basically uh, is in more like a coherent uh, energy bubble. It has more energy to take care of itself and start its own like healing purposes. Uh, healing processes and coming back to the water so the same field that is generated by some the same field works uh, and it is affecting the water so if you place a jug of water or, or a glass of water next to a vedic it will harmonize it or structure it <clears throat> and what does this mean is that there's a famous japanese scientist masaru emoto that he was one of the first ones who showed that if you freeze a water crystal and uh, have a look under a microscope, the water uh, crystal would be chaotic if it's not structured. And it would look really like nice, like a snowflake. It would have very nice geometrical shape if it is structured. And why is this important? Is that in our bodies, in our cells, there is only structured water. It's the most natural type or state of water for us that means the structured water or the harmonized water provides better hydration and bioavailability with the with the same volume of not structured water that is unfortunately like nowhere to find except let's say flowing rivers
0: interesting that's fascinating I really, really. so nothing from the faucet is structured but like what if you have like a poland spring jug on a bubbler is that structured because that's from a bubbling stream ostensibly
3: yeah well. if it's if it's like a stream like a natural stream in you know in in, in nature there's a high like chance high probability that it will be structured because you know, the flow of the water that the water is uh, rot- rotating uh, and the sunlight and all of that makes uh, makes the water water structured. You don't even need no devices to structure the water. You just basically, uh, and Masaru Emoto showed this, that you just send positive uh, emotions or, or, or words towards a, a jug of water and it will change the structure. And you can definitely test it out because you will just, be you know thinking positive thoughts toward towards the jack of water for thirty to, to sixty seconds. And uh I, I would bet that you would taste the difference.
2: Wasn't this in,
1: in what the bleep do we know? Was that was where this was like I think that was one of the places where this theory was first put forward and they showed a study. Yes, Am I remembering yes, that yes, yes. Yeah, I thought yes. so.
3: I I saw that uh, like years, 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 ago. years ago, but yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: I love that. Well, we're running out of time, but I just want to ask you one more question. I I just am so curious about the gemstones. I can't get my (laughs) mind off the gemstones. I'm like, what are these magic gemstones inside my Soma Vedic? Can you just explain? I don't know if there's a short answer, but like how do the gemstones that are in and the precious stones inside the device affect, like have this effect essentially? I'm just curious. Again, we've already asked you how it works and you've explained it. But I guess I'm just still confused because I'm just that kind of person that's like, but how? But how? I'm so curious and I think it's so fascinating and I love I love visualizing the little gemstones in my soma vedic like <laughs> coming to life and like protecting me and my family. How does that work?
3: Yeah, yeah. So, you have to uh, you have to imagine, well, now we don't need to imagine. We know that everything in the universe vibrates. has its own like frequency. This is not not like esoteric thing. This is Proven. even the physical things whatever physical things we can touch everything vib- vibrates but of course precious stones and minerals have their own specific frequency that they are affecting whatever is around them water is the the easiest thing to uh, to affect so and our bodies are more than 75% of water so these frequencies affect the water in us and 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 the structure and everything And uh, as I mentioned before, what we do, we amplify these frequencies of these various gemstones. So the range is, is, uh, is, is, is bigger.
1: That makes sense, actually, that makes sense. Well, Heidi, I know that like you've been so excited to have this interview today. I'm so glad that you gave me a little more insight I'm enjoying having my Soma Vedic. I like it. And now that I know a little more about it, I'm even more excited. So thanks for sharing this with our audience. I know we shared a discount code a little earlier when we were talking about this in our Sweat This episode. So if people want to buy, should we remind them one more time, Heidi? I I think I have it here. Do you have it up? I think I do.
0: Yes. Head on over to somavedic.com and use code OTG10 for 10% off of their amazing
1: products. Well, Dr. Taz, welcome. Thank you. Excited to be here. I'm really excited to have you here because honestly, this all started with me sharing about my awful periods on Instagram, which, you know, it's so funny. When you think back to the time when like my mom was growing up, like she would be horrified with the fact that totally. I'm like in my bathroom sharing it not in the bathroom, but in my <laughs> you know, in my boudoir, in my in metaphorical. my metaphorical and bathroom area. I was like doing this Instagram story being very, very raw and real, but that's where we're at. I guess for better or for worse as a society, I just felt like I was having this struggle and it felt like I, I couldn't possibly be the only one, but I hadn't really talked to anyone about it except for my husband, who's like horrified and doesn't want to hear about it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and when I shared about it, Dr. Taz, I got so many messages from other women who were going through the same struggles with their periods, especially after having babies. So yeah. could you just start there? Maybe we could just talk a little bit about what's considered normal and can you share some maybe common misconceptions and maybe bust some myths about like what's fixable, what we should be doing about it? Because there's a part of me that's like, well, it just is like this now. And then there's a part of me that's like, it
2: doesn't feel right. Yeah, that's such a great question. I think there's so much like confusion around our periods. And I think it's exactly because of our mother's generation where you swept it under the rug. You didn't talk about it. It was super hush hush. But, you know, one of the things and, you know, as you know, I've merged a lot of Eastern and Western medicine together. I'm pulling from Chinese medicine, conventional medicine, putting all of that together. But one of the big things in Eastern medicine is that your period is a vital sign. It is a sign of your overall health, kind of how your body's functioning. And a part of you being youthful and vital and having the right amount of energy and nutrients in the body is having a good regular cycle. And that was defined by having a cycle every 28 days, moderate amount of blood, nothing heavy, nothing dark, nothing painful, and also nothing light, you know? So they really, really believe. If you look at Ayurveda and Chinese medicine and this consistency to the cycle and then almost evaluating it uh, a little bit too, maybe in depth at time, but what color is your blood? You know, how much is there? Is it sticky? Is it, does it flow easily? These were all very, very important ideas to them. So you take that sort of philosophy and you flip it to the exam room and to modern day medicine And there's a lot of validity to what they were saying. And some of that is around, you know, first of all, yes, having a regular 28 day period is important. And I think many young girls and young women are like, well, I don't need a period. It's just a pain in the butt. Why do I have to deal with this? It's better if it goes away. It's we better- may or may
0: not have talked about that before you hopped on. <laughs> exactly.
2: like <it's, laughs> I didn't hear it, but anyhow, you it's better if it just disappears and never came back again, but it's not healthy to have that mentality. So I would say that's myth number one is you do need to have a regular period. The whole myth around not having a period, it's okay. We probably need to bust that. I would say the second one is, is like, you know, the amount or type of period doesn't matter. It absolutely does. If your period is really, really heavy and painful, you are in a state of what we say estrogen dominance, where you're building up too much estrogen, you're storing too much estrogen, and you don't have enough progesterone to balance it. So again, for a lot of us, it's a sign of like, well, your gut's not where it needs to be, or your liver's not where it needs to be. Or you've undergone really incredible stress and trauma and you're storing all that. This sounds woo woo, but it's playing out, you know, in the exam room, you're storing all of that in the liver, which is then making you not metabolize your hormones effectively. So heavy periods meant something. If they were clotty and thick, that meant something too, right? The blood can't flow is the way they would describe it. So I would say myth number two is like a heavy period matters, which goes with myth number three, which is a light period matters too. So if that period is super light, you're barely getting blood. You have the faintest spot every now and then convenient, right? Cause you're not changing tampons and pads and all that business, but a problem because you probably don't have the chi or the energy to produce a normal, regular cycle. So you're either underweight or you're nutritionally deprived, or you don't have enough good fats in your system, or again, you're incredibly stressed or the body's stressed and doesn't have the reserve to actually create a healthy period. So those are probably my top three myths when it comes to period health and having good regular periods. We could add one more. Myth number four would be the interval of your period does not matter. Simply not true. You know, Some women are like, well, I have a 21 day period or a 16 day interval, right? Versus a 40 day or a 70 day, 28 ish days is really the right number. I mean, you can go up a day or two or down a day or two somewhere in that window, but too short, you're low in progesterone too long. Again, you're not producing enough hormones to have a consistent period. So those would be my top four myths that I'm dumping in your lap. And with three minutes we've been talking. So, <laughs> so, so much you're probably afraid to have me say much more, but anyhow, so that's where we can navigate. Yeah. the
1: gate. Those are really helpful ones. And yeah. I always wonder though, also, so like flow aside, right? I also wake up during my cycle in a cold sweat. And I was explaining this in the intro with Heidi it was the first time I ever experienced it was just after childbirth. And it was so incredibly uncomfortable. And it has remained. And my my children are four and seven. And so for seven years, every time I have my cycle, I just wake up in this terrible cold sweat where I just have to like rip off my pajamas and I'm just have to get right in the shower. It's been quite a mystery and also very like debilitating. I, I just feel so awful in those mornings. So is there any way you could maybe shed light on what's causing this or is it something? Cause I've been told by some people like, I don't know a lot of things could be causing that. They didn't really have an answer for me.
2: Yeah, I mean, cool. you know, any sort of sweating whether it's cold or hot or flashing, any of that stuff? is a sign it's we have a fancy word for it of course as doctors but it's called vasomotor dysfunction meaning like your temperature regulation is off but all of that is triggered by hormone fluctuations or hormone shifts so if you are in a fluctuating kind of scenario where your estrogen's all over the place or your thyroid's all over the place it that's probably what's happening there so it's not something to be ignored now if it happens every now and then different story but if it's a constant for you i would say definitely you know, I would have it checked out and looked into because you're having um, some hormone shifts that you might not have been having before. Interesting.
0: I mean, all of this is so unbelievably interesting. I feel like we could like unload and like go into depth about all of this stuff. Um, There's there's a lot. Yeah, yeah, there, there is. Right. And I think it's, I forget which one of you said it, but one of you said a while ago, and I didn't want to interrupt like, you know, for better or for worse, we're sharing a lot more. I think Jamie said it. Like huh? we're, you know, this yeah. generation is sharing a lot more. And like immediately my brain was like, better. It's better.
2: Yeah. Because
0: like you can't know what you don't know. You can't yeah. you learn things in a vacuum. You have to understanding other people's experiences are so valuable. And you know, maybe one person's experience is the, you know, impetus of you going to the doctor and getting something checked out early, like maybe it's that, and then it helps a person that helps another person. And it's a big snowball effect. And, you know, Jamie was talking about the sweats and I was talking about like post-period cramps. And of course, like you put that into Google and it's like ovarian cancer, uterine cancer, and you're like, Oh no, (laughs) but maybe it's not that abnormal, you know, it's just like, are these things normal? And it's just how much of this, like the sweat, I mean, I hear you talking about the hormones, but right. Doesn't nutrition play into our hormones? So how much of this can diet play a role in? Like, I love that you mentioned Ayurveda and I know I'm bouncing all around, but I'm going to sum it up. I love that you mentioned Ayurveda because I studied a lot of Ayurveda and you know, the whole point is to come into ease and out of disease and balancing everything. So Ayurveda really believes that food, can bring a lot of things into balance. So how big of a role does diet play in our overall hormonal health regarding our menstrual cycle? Like, are there specific foods that you recommend for women with like maybe postpartum or perimenopause, or you talk about the thinness or the stickiness is the word you keep using of the Mm -hmm. cycle. Like, Mm -hmm. are there things that can help those come more into balance? I mean, food is everything. If you looked at You know, older systems of medicine—they really
2: believed the diet dictated all of it, right? So things that would bring it into balance, they would do a lot of broth-based soups because why? It would heal the gut back up. It had a lot of protein and had a lot of healthy fats. So I, I, you know, when I look and I again remember I know the philosophy of a lot, a lot of these systems of medicine, but then I get to look at the lab work. So it's kind of fun to have you know both of those together and to really get a sense of what's going on there. But when I look at all of that, like really, it's needing good, healthy protein, needing, uh, things that support gut health, like fermented foods and foods with different probiotics in it, foods that are high in B vitamins. So a lot of your lean proteins, vegetables, things like that, and magnesium. Some of those are the essentials for hormone balance. And then the fats, the fats keep coming back. And many people are fat phobic, like they avoid fat or they stay away from fat. But we know that the fats like olive oil, nuts, seeds, you know, even a little bit of ghee, which is clarified butter, coconut oil. We know all of those fats make a really big difference for hormones because one of the things many folks don't realize is that hormones begin with cholesterol. Cholesterol is the kind of the building point or the starting point for hormone production. So if you're like on this very fat restrictive diet, or if you're somebody who's not metabolizing fat really well, then you're not going to have the hormone balance that you need, right? So you're going to be low chi, low energy, like all these terms that they use, you know, yin deficient. There's so many of these terms you may have heard if you're, you know, going to acupuncture or doing Ayurveda or any of these things, but you end up in this deficiency category if you're not getting the protein and the fat and the B vitamins and the magnesium and all the stuff you need for healthy
0: hormones. It's amazing as you just basically explained fertility journey in that one little snippet. Uh-huh. I I mean, I have three children now and I'm super fortunate and all the things, but it took, I was saying before you hopped on that it took me two years to work, working with two nutritionists, one Eastern, one Western and a fertility doctor to take hormones and all that, those things. My stepfather had a heart attack or sorry, a quadruple bypass uh-huh. when I was like 10, 11 and took all the fat out of, our yeah. home, all yeah. of it my body didn't know how to digest fat right at all we had olestra chips oh. we had gummy bears oh. right i know
1: yeah.
2: i know Number i know right there i was gonna say not only did you not have fat you had a really bad gut too because you're like right. running through you know, yeah but. so
0: my and and then like i went away to college and i would eat something with fat and i would get a fever my skin would turn bright red like my body couldn't so all that to say it took me so long working with nutritionists and doctors to heal the gut, to restore the hormone balance, to get pregnant. And I just, it was so fascinating. I was like, oh my God, you just explained the whole thing in like two sentences. That's crazy. Uh, And I, I wish I knew about this back then, but you know, rear view is 2020 as they say. But, you know, it's like I was suffering in silence as so many women do. I mean, silence, like with my team of medical practitioners, but it wasn't like I was shouting it out from the rooftops, you know, or nobody really understood what I would say, like, yeah, I get sick from eating, you know, food with oil. People would look at me like I had five heads and like tying that to hormones is even like harder. And so so many of us suffer in silence. And as I mentioned before, it's, I think it's so important to openly discuss this, you know, especially for people seeking help for hormonal changes in various stages of life. So are there any sort of resources or support systems available for postpartum perimenopause or, or just even really heavy periods?
2: Yeah, I mean we're there's a lot on my website. It's not to plug myself, but there's a no, lot. No, we want to you
0: to plug yourself.
2: That's why you're here. <laughs> <I was laughs> like, you not have not to plug me, me. me, but um, but there is like in fact we're uh launching the 4 hour hormone system which is all about a strategic plan, you know, to walk you through like week by week in terms of not just balancing your hormones, remember because the big thing about hormones is that it's not just limited to our reproductive health, which everyone thinks It's hormones are connected to our mental health. They're connected to how we think they're connected to like our energy levels, you know, how we present ourselves in a relationship. I mean, there was a, I always like to cite this fun study. Cause I think it's just so shocking. Like you're attracted to different people. If you're on a pill, birth control pill versus off the birth control pill, like wow. entire, like pheromone, chemistry, like all all of this stuff. I mean, they are powerful molecules and they can literally, not to exaggerate here, but can literally change the course of your life because you're going to decide X, Y, and Z based on what hormone balance you've got at the moment versus a different decision you might make over here. So, you know, these are powerful messenger molecules that regulate many different aspects of our health, you know, mental health, energy, stamina, exercise tolerance, you know, cognitive ability, sleep, you know, our gut health, I mean, so much. So you want to understand that if I think it's more, if you're not feeling good, and if you are just not feeling comfortable in your body and there's been a change well, definitely reach out for help. I think most women are taught to believe that they're going crazy or that this is normal or it's their hormones, right? But those are like kind of gaslighting statements because there are answers on the other end of that stuff, right? If you are having a hormone shift, well, let's figure it out and understand which hormone is shifting. And what you may need to do in response to that is not necessarily, you know, take a hormone, but a diet change, a gut change, maybe you need to sleep more, maybe you're over exercising, right? I mean, so many women on a fertility journey are shocked before I even get to lab work we do like kind of the structural analysis of folks. And so before I even get to the lab work, I'm looking at this stuff. And if your BMI, for example, which is looking at your height against your weight, if that is under 18 or so, well, I know you're going to have fertility issues because you don't have the raw materials to build you know, hormone. Same thing with your body fat. If your body fat's under 18, 19%, you don't have the raw materials to build hormones. Same thing if you're on the other end of that. So again, there's so much about our health that is tied to hormones, and vice versa. So yes, like our website, so my website, the DrTaz.com website, D-O-C-T-O-R-T-A-Z.com. There are tons of resources there as like basic as, Hey, I just want to read a blog to joining my community. I have a superwoman circle where women can come in and we can kind of dig into their issues and they get support from others. And I take questions once a month to uh, the 4-Hour Hormone System, which is a 12-week program that is very strategically designed to walk you through the journey of not just balancing your hormones, but really understanding you, you know, and getting you to live a life that's very aligned so that everything comes into balance, your nutrition, your gut health, you know, your sleep, the choices you make, your lifestyle, all of it. Because we're just, especially as women, we're kind of like a wheel where everything's interconnected. Like it's all connected. One thing affects the other. And so you can work on this you know, but it's going to impact something over here. And it's all, it's all related.
1: Okay. Can I ask a question about, I got to take a, look, a little bit of a left turn because I have yeah. such a question for you. I know that you have worked with and are endorsed by the fabulous Gwyneth Paltrow yes. and you have Goop affiliations yeah. and we yeah. all love Goop. I love Goop. Not every, every some people look at some of the right. stuff that Goop promotes and is like, say what? Because yeah. some of it sounds a little out there. Yeah. So I got to ask straight from the doctor's mouth. Yeah. I'm curious about some of the things, the vaginal um, steams, the yes. yummy eggs. Somebody, yeah. And there's somebody in my town. I was just hearing that she's doing like vaginal. It's like a facial, but like yeah. for for your chat. I was like, what? Yeah. They it?
0: I actually heard that recently too. Yeah. She's
1: yeah. glow. Apparently I'm like, she's, she's glowing. Mine's glowing. She's fine. <laughs> she's fine. Right. Right. I so, <laughs> love it. Can you wait to so give us the tea. I want to hear like what do you think about these types of trends? Is there any validity to them? Should we be steaming our yoni? Like what yeah. does that even mean? Yeah. And what is a vaginal egg? What even goes on with the
2: jade quartz that goes up your chat? I need to know. Oh my gosh. I love all these questions. So there are trends that come and go and there are trends. Here's what I love about trends. They usually call attention to something that we're neglecting. Okay. So let's do that. We had been before Gwyneth, I would venture to say most of us were neglecting our vaginal area, right? It's there for function, childbirth, sex, you know, periods once a month needs to stay clean, all that other stuff. We weren't thinking of it in any sort of deeper sense. I think what she's done is brought a lot of attention to that area vaginal steaming, jade eggs, you know, all of these are indirectly helping tone and they're helping kind of uh, the microbiome or the bacteria that live down there. Are they necessary? No, but what is necessary is balancing your chemistry kind of from the inside out. So many women you know, when they're not on a good diet, they have a vaginal pH or vaginal bacteria that are not kind of where they need to be. The answer for me is always like getting on the right diet, getting vaginal probiotics, you know, doing some of those type of things. And I think the second thing she did is just making women comfortable saying the word vagina. Like Mm -hmm. I would be one of those people that weren't comfortable saying that word. And I think she's made you know, that word more commonplace, more comfortable. And the whole jade egg thing is about vaginal tone, right? Vaginal stimulation, like really helping to, you know, to keep the nerves and all this stuff in that area, in the pelvic floor, a little bit healthier. When we take that to the exam room, you know, there are a lot of issues with the pelvic floor, you know, women, they actually say your pelvic area is kind of a second brain. It's your second heart, so to speak. So when that area is not well taken care of, or because of stress, we crunched it down all the sitting that we do and all this other stuff, you know, we hold a lot of stress there. So things like vaginal steaming, vaginal facials, sitting on a jade egg, It's a way to release stress and improve blood flow to the pelvic floor. Now, there are other ways to do that too. You could do yoga. You could do Pilates, right? You could do Kegels. I mean, there are other things you could do too, but it's an interesting trend. Is it necessary? No. So that's where I would end with it. Yeah. I think it's interesting energetically
1: to give attention to to an area that often we're almost embarrassed to admit exists. And I think that is an interesting piece of the puzzle. And, you know, we talked, Dr. Camila Phillips is a several time off the gram guest. Yeah. She's a fabulous OBGYN out of New York. And she talked about Heidi, how does she describe it? She said, she's like, you know, it's like when you get like that fabulous, fluffy mattress, the expensive mattress versus like the mattress at Ikea, she was talking about when you age and after perimenopause, like, you know, you can still sleep on the other mattress, but it's not as comfortable. It's not as fluffy. It's not as, you know, as plush. That's right. Right. So perhaps Mm. there's something to this where you're trying to kind of keep that plushness of, you know, a part that's very much a part of our womanhood.
2: Yeah, very much. And there, again, there's so many ways to do that. So jade eggs and vaginal steaming and vaginal facials are one way, but you know, if you talk to the physician experts in fact i was with a a group event i was with a pelvic like a pelvic floor surgeon you know ultimately it's going to be the mobility down there the tissue right which is very dependent on what your estrogen levels are and what your progesterone levels are and your bacteria right which is very dependent in turn on your diet and your gut health so those are the fundamentals but everything else is like a plus one right like it's an add-on like this is one more thing you could do but a lot of women get fatigued, like between facials and nails and eyelashes. Like we got to add vaginal steaming to the list too. Like really who has time for this, especially if you have kids. So again, um, I think it's an interesting idea. I think it brings attention to our second brain. I think it allows us to say the word vagina without feeling really weird, but understand that the chemistry underneath many of these trends is more important than the trend itself, right? And I say that over and over again, there's so many, like there's the apple cider vinegar trend for a while. Well, there's chemistry that that is dealing with, but is that the only way to manage like, you know, yeast and things, you know, whatever the trend was at the moment. So I think you just have to take all trends with a grain of salt And, you know, try to get to what and why that trend is really going viral. There's usually a reason, you know, usually a reason for it for sure.
0: I love that. And I'm, I'm a yoga expert and teacher and I, people come to me a lot with pelvic floor issues. And I, I have a part of my app, which is called Crossbow RX, which I do with doctors and surgeons. So like each video in that section, the moves are approved for a specific ailment, you know, type issue And when we were doing the pelvic, I was doing the pelvic floor one with a pelvic floor expert and a doctor and, um, in Tribeca and somebody sent a note being like, well, what about people whose pelvic floors are too tight? And I was like, I've never heard of it (laughs) (laughs) Uh, because it's just not something people talk about. Right. Right. Right, right, right. It's (laughs) just like. You hear all these jokes and all these memes and whatever about like women peeing themselves when they sneeze or run after birth. And, you know, to your point about like something different works for each person. And we're, we're all individuals. Like that was never an issue for me because I'm a yogi. I do yoga every day. Like pelvic floor is engaged all the time. Right. It's just like, that's just part of me. There
2: are people that like sit or fly a lot, right. Or in the car a lot, they have a tight pelvic floor and that actually will generate an inflammatory response. And there's a disease name when it gets to that stage is called interstitial cystitis. So they have a pelvic floor that's like this. And actually it's energetically representative, representative of their stress overall, right? Like they are usually just bottled in, shut down, you know? So, I mean, I think for those people, they need yoga, they need Steaming, they probably need to go sit on a J-day. They probably should carry a J-day as they travel, right? But anyhow, so, <laughs> so like put that on the carry-on. <laughs> but anyhow, so you know, those there are people that live that lifestyle, and it is an incredibly damaging lifestyle for them energetically and hormonally, right? Both, you know. So that's the thing that again, if we could make people aware of that. They wouldn't think it's normal to walk around feeling that way, or at least it'd be a more aware of, of what's going on, you know?
0: Right. And I think it just all, it sounds like everything comes back comes back to balance, right? right? It's right. like putting things back into balance totally. that are not in balance. So when it comes to actual hormones of women going through life changes, yep. whether that's postpartum, whether that is premenstrual or, or perimenopause, any of them. Are like, what are the options that are actually good for us? Cause I think that sometimes some, this is just my personal experience sometimes in Western medicine. And I, I'm an equal believer in Eastern and Western medicine. I'm not bashing either, but it has been my experience that sometimes you're throwing a pill to fix a problem that causes more problems. So is that, and I have heard that's not the life phase I'm in yet, but I will be God willing. I will be, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. but you know, what are the options, options that yeah. women have to balance out their hormones?
2: Well, the problem is we just need a more strategic way of having a hormone. I mean, I hope to do four hormones with Gwyneth did for the vagina, right? Like, you know, like we just need to understand that our hormones are a vital sign. They're very powerful why are we not checking them? We've got to check them and understand where they are at least once or twice a year. And I would say, like, I have a 15 year old, like from that age onwards, even younger or 13.
0: So they do not check our hormone levels in our annual blood test. No,
2: nobody checks anything. They check sometimes a TSH, which is a thyroid, right? right? But no one's checking estrogen and progesterone and testosterone and the stuff because the standard answer is these hormones fluctuate, and I agree they fluctuate. But there are certain numbers above which, just like the fertility conversation we just had, there's certain numbers above which you should not go, and there's certain numbers below which you should not go, right? So, if we establish that as a framework and women could check their hormones and understand what's happening, then they could act faster and more proactively, right? So, right now, what happens is, and this is what happened to me in my 20s, you wait until the wheels come off, right? You wait, you're not feeling great. something's not quite right. You're not yourself. You can't think you don't feel good. Your libido is going like all these things are starting to happen, but you wait until there's a complete crash out. Then you go to the doctor and then you get an extreme answer, right? We'll take this hormone. Here's a patch. Here's a pellet. Here's a procedure. Here's whatever. So instead of that, what if we change the conversation? Like what if we changed it to women have hormones, Hormones shift and change. We need to know what's happening with you every year. This is a part of your prevention annual exam type deal. And if we understand that, then here, here is this dietary intervention, lifestyle intervention, herbal or supplement intervention. You know, one of these interventions are going to make a difference for you before you go to the crash out and burn phase. So I think that's the information women need to be equipped with and need to be able to walk around with and need to have the knowledge about. The changing the system is harder, but if we can be advocates for ourselves, at least for now, until, you know, there's a groundswell and the system has to change, which is what historically happens, you know, this is where we are at the moment. Now, what are the options? Well, the options depend on where we catch you. If you're just having a minimal shift, diet changes, lifestyle changes, herbs are amazing herbs from all these different systems of medicine that make such a tremendous difference in hormone imbalances and hormone symptoms, right? And then there's hormone therapy, which is the more extreme But even that can be done very gently. It doesn't have to be mega doses of everything when you're getting into the bioidentical world. So I think the first step is getting everybody hormone talking, and the second step is helping them understand their own personal chemistry, and then helping them to identify very quickly where they can act. So food and supplements and herbs and mind body strategies and lifestyle and all these things exercise can actually make an impact rather than waiting till, you know, they're, you know, bleeding profusely or have massive fibroids or can't get pregnant or all these extremes. And then they're having to do heroic things, you know? So I think the earlier, the better, the more conversation, the better. I really appreciate that. And that's kind of a good place
1: for us to turn towards the end of this. Cause I just got to say, like, pay attention to these things. I've let it go on for way too long as I'm admitting here. And I was amazed when I shared my story, how many women responded to me and said, you know, yeah, my heavy bleeding turned out to be like fibroids or all yeah. these other issues. Yeah. And I just, and I think as women, so often we just try to like buck up and just not be We don't want to be wimpy about it. We Oh, it's our period pain. Like our husbands don't want to hear about it. And It's like, no, you got to be an advocate for yourself because you really don't know what you don't know. And a doctor should take a look at those things. And whether you treat it with Eastern or Western medicine, you got to know the problem before you can figure out the solution, right? 100%, yeah. Amazing. So we always have one final segment that we do before we round to the very end. And that is called Call. So I sing it, then I hand it to Heidi.
0: Beautifully sung, And as you know, but I explained to any listeners who might be tuning in for the first time, karma is the Sanskrit word for action. So we ask all of our amazing, inspirational, knowledge-filled guests, that is you, what is one small, actionable item that our listeners could try on for a short period of time that would yield a large result? So small action, big result.
2: Small action, big result. I would say mindset shifts. I think the power of affirmations and moving you up the emotional scale, right? We have all these different emotions we play with on any given day, but just understanding that you can move up and stay positive really brings incredible things into your life. And I firsthand have witnessed that. I'm sure you guys have too. So I think it starts there and anything that's making you negative, it's, it's, time to pay a little bit more attention to what's going on around you. So positive, saying positive, positive affirmations, put them up on the wall, makes a really good shift. I just sat up a little taller when you said that. I just, <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, a little plexus. I was like, let's do it. Here we go. Amazing. Hey, could you share with our audience where they can find more about you, share your website and share where they can just sign up for anything you got cooking?
2: Oh, I love that. Thank you. So definitely my website, drtaz.com. So it's D-O-C-T-O-R. TAZ.com. And there you'll find links to everything I'm up to, whether it's the Superwoman Circle or the 4-Hour Hormone System. Check out both those programs. Such a great opportunity to connect to other women and really build a community so that we're all talking about this. But more importantly, helping each woman step into their kind of own power and what they're supposed to do. And then, of course, I'm on Instagram and TikTok and all the other platforms just having a good time and putting out more of this information. So that's Dr. Taz, MD, D-R-T-A-Z, MD.
1: Love it. Thank you so much for sharing all of your wonderful knowledge and wisdom with us. We love your approach. I know it very much resonates with both Heidi and I, so we both appreciated it very much. And thank you at home for tuning in. Don't forget to follow us on the gram at Off The Gram Podcast. And don't forget to subscribe to this show everywhere podcasts can be consumed so you never miss an episode. We'll see you next time.